welcome to the Vintage Saints and Sinners podcast. I'm Karen Wrightmarsh, and this is the place to find beautiful and broken companions for your everyday pilgrimage. Do you wonder if Christian faith can be truly lived in today's complex and changing world? Well, here you'll meet embodied witnesses, Christians from different eras and different cultures. They're people we sometimes call saints, but they were also sinners, just like you and me. Today, I'm here to tell you the story of Dr. Paul Brand with his biographer and good friend, Philip Yancey. I'm pleased that you're here with us. I am delighted to welcome Philip Yancey, an author, and I have to say a fan favorite to the Vintage Saints and Sinners podcast. Philip Yancey has written numerous books exploring the most basic questions and deepest mysteries of the Christian faith. Books like Disappointment with God and Where is God When It Hurts, to award-winning titles such as The Jesus I Never Knew, What's So Amazing About Grace, and prayer, does it make any difference? He co-authored three books with a renowned surgeon, Dr. Paul Brand. His books have garnered 13 gold medallion awards. He ha- currently has more than 15 million books in print, published in 50 languages worldwide. You'll find Philip Yancey's wonderful opinion pieces in places like the New York Times and Christianity Today. Philip lives with his wife, Janet, a social worker and hospice chaplain in the foothills of Colorado, where they hike and mountain bike, listen to classical music, and of course, where Philip keeps on writing. Welcome to the Vintage Saints and Sinners podcast, Philip. Great to be back, Karen. Tell me, when you think of saints... What is your personal definition? I mean, I know most of us, we hear the word saint and we think of extra holy Christians, you know, who are long dead and long gone, but, you know, up on a pedestal. But what does that word mean to you? Because I'm a journalist, I use a, I use a different word. I, I use the word semi-saints, Karen. Mm. And I, I think I have some biblical reason for that, if you go back to the story of Ezra and Nehemiah, this is one of the darkest times in Israel's history. The, they had been taken hostage and taken to Babylon, and then an, a new empire came in, took over Babylon, and they were more relaxed. So they let some of them go back to Jerusalem and start to rebuild the city. Well, there is one priest there, so he's, he's more your classic saint, Ezra. And Ezra went and preached and preached and preached and preached and made the people feel guilty, and and nothing happened. <laughs> and then Nehemiah came, and he said, what is all this stuff? we got to build this wall. So he was kind of a combination. He, he used Ezra to inspire the people, but he said, we got to get some work done here. And the people who strike me that I've been most impressed with are, are people like, more like Nehemiah than Ezra. They're people who 
get justice done. Yeah, I think of Brian Stevenson attacking some of the problems in incarceration and especially around death penalty, who did the book and the movie Just Mercy, or I think of Gary Hogan of International Justice Missions. He's an attorney, Harvard educated, who has given his life to attract other attorneys around him to free people who are caught up in sexual slavery and sexual trafficking and other kinds of slavery around the world. Those are semi-saints. They're deeply spiritual people, but they don't just sit around meditating yeah. all day. They're out there building walls like Nehemiah. And those are people, semi-saints. I'm going to steal okay. that if you don't mind. Uh, Vintage semi-saints, <laughs> right? I can see know, it coming. Vintage <laughs> semi-saints, like volume two. But yeah, you want to follow those people, right? Well, Philip, you have co-authored several books, and I know you've written a book about Dr. Paul Brand. Could you please tell us his story and also kind of share with us the marks of his humanity and the marks of his spirituality? I know that you would hold him up as a semi-saint. Please tell us about Paul Brand. Absolutely. Well, he was a scientist and also trained as an engineer, which came in handy in the way that he practiced medicine. So it took him a while to get into medicine, but he finally did. He was raised in India in a very remote part of the hill country by parents who were kind of the classic missionaries. I mean, anything that needed doing, they would do. I've been to that place where he grew up and it's it's very remote. You had to go up this long switchback road, but here's a clinic and an orphanage and a school and a farm. And all these came from these two British people who came over and spent their lives helping the people of those villages. So Paul Brand grew up there, kind of a wild child, mm. <laughs> just exploring the woods around him. But then he went back to India, or excuse me, went back to England for schooling, eventually did become a physician and he came back. He thought he would just be part of a medical college there, a Christian medical college. But along the way, he got involved with leprosy patients, got his curiosity piqued by leprosy patients, wanted to know what caused it and how, how they could be helped because they had no way to earn a living. And, and he, he discovered, made this remarkable discovery, that virtually all of the damage that we're, we associate with the disease leprosy, mm -hmm. going blind, uh, losing your fingers, losing your toes, comes about not because of the disease. The only thing that the disease does is, is to destroy pain cells. And when you lack pain, then you're liable to damage yourself. So people would use tools that had a splinter in them or wear shoes that were too tight or stop blinking right. because they didn't feel that little pain cell telling you to blink every few seconds. And they would go blind or they would lose their toes uh, or hands just because of infection coming from abuse. And then he spent the rest of his life working with ways to apply what he had learned to protect them. He came to the United States. So he spent maybe 25 years in India, about 20 years in England, and then the last 30-some in the United States, where he, he took what he'd learned about anesthetic diseases like leprosy and diabetes and other diseases right. and applied them in a way that, according to Dr. C. Everett Coop, the former Surgeon General, Dr. Brand's work probably saved 60 to 70,000 amputations in the United States alone each year. Had a remarkable career as a doctor. And I was privileged just to follow him around to 
ask him any question I could think of, and he had already thought of it in advance, <laughs> and, uh, and, and just record a, a great man's work. Can you tell us some of the books, uh, the titles that you wrote together? Yes. Uh, the first two books we wrote were Fearfully and Wonderfully Made and In His Image. Those were 35 years old. So just last year, we released a different combination book that updated the science, updated the medicine, and were edited for a different generation. And that's just called Fearfully and Wonderfully. And then we wrote another book called The Gift of Pain, which describes the whole saga of what he discovered, the lessons he applied that he learned about pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the new edition is beautiful. I have it. It's it's really I commend it to everyone. I, it's fascinating this idea of pain because you know if you take it to a spiritual level, you know what does pain do for us? Not only physical pain, but maybe emotional pain or spiritual pain. Is there any connection or anything that you thought of there? Yes, indeed. One of the statements that Dr. Brand made that has stayed with me is that. A healthy body is not a body that feels no pain. His leprosy patients prove that. That's a dangerous body. A healthy body is not a body that feels no pain, but rather a body that attends to the pain of the weakest part. Mm -hmm. And that is true of all of us. It's true on a basic physiological level. If you don't feel pain, you can damage yourself, as as he showed so clearly. But that would be true of us in the body of Christ. It would be true of humanity in general. I think of that in the middle of the COVID-19 crisis, because here we are in the United States, and every day we hear about the failings of our medical system. My goodness, there are countries, and I've been to these countries, who don't have a single ventilator in the entire country. Mm. There no protective equipment, nothing like the resources of the United States. And And yes, our unemployment rate is skyrocketing, but we have a government who can provide some resources. There are some countries who who don't. You hear these stories of hundreds of thousands of Indians just walking away because they've lost their job. They have no income at all. And just going back to their villages, trying to somehow feed their families, feeling the pain of the weakest part. That's a lesson that we can all learn. Mm, Yeah. And that really does take awareness, you know, like sensitivity, waking up learning to to see that pain and to know it beyond our own yes pain gives a it gives an opportunity for us to it stops us in our in our tracks we we've heard that phrase before about the virus crisis you know it's like the economy hits the pause button and you can either emerge from that embittered or you can learn lessons about 80% of people who are Christians, if you ask them, at what time did you grow most spiritually, they'll usually talk about, 80% of them will talk about a very difficult time, often a, a time of suffering or a, or a time of poverty, because those are those are the, the times when we stop, we get off the rat race, we get off the hamster wheel, and we stop and ask, what's most important? How should I spend my time? And a lot of people have discovered, boy, I've spent some time with my kids that I haven't done that before. I've I've lost my job, but actually there have been some good parts to that as well. Yeah. I, I it's fascinating that Dr. Paul Brand really is a saint, a semi-saint for our time. You know, he's a physician, he's a scientist, he's an engineer, he's a spiritual person, 
So I love that you can lift up his life and his witness to us today while we're struggling right now with all level of ailment. Yes. And of course, the other major thing going on right now in the United States is the emphasis on justice. And boy, those those issues are so important. I support some of the movements that try to change aspects of the caste system in India, because a lot of the people that Dr. Brand worked with were among the, what was then called the untouchable caste. It's, they're now called Dalits. And you talk about discrimination. You're not even allowed to play with an untouchable, with a Dalit, if you're growing up, if you're not in that caste. They can't get an education. They only have certain jobs open to them, being a street sweeper or working in a sewer. These are the most discriminated against people on earth. And then on top of that, many of them got leprosy. I mean, there is no, there's nobody lower on the social scale. Mm -hmm. And yet here was this brilliant physician who spent his life helping them remake their lives, doing 20, 30 surgeries sometimes on their hands and feet so that they could walk, so that they could move their fingers again. Boy, that's a beautiful example of our call to find the marginalized, to find the abused, and bring them to life, to restore the justice that others have taken away from them. Mm, remarkable. Yeah. You know, Philip, there's a quote from Thomas Merton that I'm thinking about, which has always intrigued me. Thomas Merton said, for me to be a saint means to be myself. And I wonder what you make of that idea, either for Dr. Brand or for your own life or for other semi-saints that you follow, that to be a saint means to be myself. Yes. In fact, uh, that that means a lot. I actually quoted that quote from Merton and tracked it down in one of my books. And it comes from his mentor, Mark Van Doren, was a literature professor, and he taught Thomas Merton when he was in college. Huh. Just as an aside, he was also the involved in a scandal about a TV show called The Quiz Show. Oh. And there's a movie about that. That's Mark Van Doren. Oh, wow. Well, he, he, the real Mark Van Doren, not the actor, visited Merton at the monastery. I think they had been apart for something like 13 years. And they, they still couldn't believe what happened to this fun-loving party guy that we knew in New York, you know, right. who, the old Columbia poetry and drink us under the table. <laughs> and now he's a monk, you know? So <laughs> I think Van Doren went down rather uh, skeptical and probably nervous. And then he, uh, he later wrote about it. He said, well, he looked a little older, but I could see he really wasn't that different. And I, I interrupted him and said, Tom, you haven't changed at all. And then Tom said, Thomas Merton said, well, why would I? He said, here, here at the monastery, here our duty is to be more ourselves, not less. And Van Doren said, boy, that was a searching remark. And uh, he was right. Yeah. And, and, God created us. Of course, God wants us to be ourselves. I'm not like you. I'm not like anybody else. Same, same is true of all of us. God enjoys variety. God enjoys specificity. And I think our part of our calling, part of our search is to find out who our true self is and then bring it into the light under, under God's light. Mm -hmm. Philip, that's such a incredible invitation, I think, for people who, and I you know, know so many 
undergraduates, university students who are interested, fascinated by spirituality. And this idea that to be, to be spiritual, to be a saint even, is to be ourselves. It's so counter, to, I think, to some of the ideas that we've grown up with about what being a, a Christian person is. Um, it's not about putting ourselves to death. Uh, I mean, there are elements of that that we give up, the things that do not nourish us, but that God wants us to be whole mm. and to be unique and to be ourselves. Well, Jesus Jesus captured that paradox, didn't he? Because the one statement he made that's repeated more often in the Gospels than anything else, anything else he said, six times in all, goes something like this, and I'm paraphrasing because it comes in different ways. He said, you don't find your life by by acquiring more and more. You find your life by giving it away, by losing it. And Dr. Brand, Dr. Paul Brand, was a great example of that. Here was this person. He was actually offered to be head of orthopedics at, at Oxford University and at Stanford University and turned them down to work among the lowest people on the entire planet, people in the untouchable caste with leprosy. That's as low as you get. And yet I never... I've interviewed a lot of people. I've never found anyone more fulfilled, more joyful, more contented than Paul Brand because he found his life by giving it away. And that's and that's what Jesus says. Now we're not all going to we're not all going to do it in the way that Paul Brand did. But we we do need to learn that the American way is just acquiring more and more. But that doesn't lead to happiness. It doesn't lead to contentment. Jesus was right in some way we all need to find that paradox of giving away what we think is important actually frees us up to something that's more important. Well, Philip, thank you for telling us the story of Dr. Paul Brand and just for reminding us uh, the truth of happiness uh, and the truth of the gospel and the truth that Jesus tells us. So thank you for spending this time with me on the Vintage Saints and Sinners podcast. Well, when you when you want to do a sequel and you need some more saints or semi-saints to write about, I hope you include Paul Brand. I'll be glad to talk to you. He's on the list. I, I promise. Okay. <laughs> That's wonderful. All right. Thank you. Marsh, the Executive Director of Theological Horizons, a ministry based in Charlottesville at the University of Virginia. I'd love to hear from you. Come by my website, karenwrightmarsh.com. There you'll find show notes and learn about my book, Vintage Saints and Sinners. Download free printable study guides for your small group or just for yourself and keep the conversation going. Thanks to the generosity of the Lloyd and Vivian Noble Foundation and to the Friends of Theological Horizons. The Vintage Saints and Sinners podcast is produced by Gabriel Hunter Chang. Our music is by Will Marsh of Gold Connections.